0: Good evening, everyone. Nick here with Grace and Mercy Ministries. I'm here with my wife, Marissa.
1: Hello.
0: And today, we're going to be talking about our five predictions about the coronavirus. As you know, there's a whole world pretty much shut down going on now, especially Italy. And now it's really starting to start here in the United States. And we're closing down schools, closing down Shops, You know, Walmart's closing here at 11 o'clock now due to this. So we kind of felt as it was something that we should talk about. So really, we're just going to jump right into it. You know, and our first thing we got is the coronavirus will rise on the count of infected, which will result in longer closing times for things. You're going to start noticing more and more cases are showing up. Due to the fact that there's going to be a lot more testing now because states are sending out tests more and more and more. And the CDC is trying to get as many people in and tested as they can because there's... I mean, you walk around and you hear people coughing and sneezing and everything else along those lines. And people are were, people were freaking out because of the media and the government. You know, if you have any of these symptoms, you're going to be... You need to go get checked, basically. So now people are going to constantly be going and getting checked. So you're going to notice probably double or triple the amount of cases start popping up. And that's going to cause a whole world, or a whole, I guess, nation to freak out even more because the media is going to take this and run with it. They're going to take the rising counts that you're going to see and really start pushing that it's it's getting worse and everybody should have really expected for it to raise and like the numbers to rise due to the fact that testing is i mean some states have 30 something tests done and then you look at other states that have a more of a population i guess you could say and they're getting more tests there so more people are testing And you're gonna notice the elderly start going in because they're gonna be showing basic symptoms of a cold and they're gonna be going to get checked for it. And you know, I think, plus there's gonna be a lot of people now already that have coronavirus or COVID-19 and whatever you wanna call it here. And they're already infected with it and haven't got tested and they've been living through it. But now that there's more testing available, they're gonna be going and getting these tests done So you're gonna start seeing these numbers rising. And then during that time, you're gonna start noticing like a steady line. It's gonna, this is of course our beliefs. This was mine and Marissa's. Um, It's gonna kind of like a flat line, I guess you could say. It's just gonna be real steady. You know, say if there's all of a sudden we take a jumping spike to 150,000 people are infected, I think that you're going to see that number just kind of flatline with a case popping up here and there. It's not going to continue to double, triple, quadruple. You're just going to see it stay there, kind of stagnant, I guess you could say. Yeah. And then it's going to continue. You might get a case here or another case along those lines, but you're not going to see any dramatic increases or really dramatic decreases during that time frame. And then all of a sudden, I think that you're going to notice a rapid decline. I think that there's going to be... I think it's going to be quick. You know, I'm a firm believer that this, this virus is going to go as quickly as it came. And so, I mean, if you just take a look at the stat charts that there is out for this virus now, there's a very, very high survival rate. You know, I can't remember exactly. I didn't happen to write it down to the amount of infected compared to the amount of death that we've had from it. But, you know, we're never going to have an accurate reading until I would probably say two, three years down the road. Mm-hmm. We're not going to know, you know, how, how many people came infected with this and how many of the death toll is due to it keep it keeping rising and lowering and just the cases that are reported that weren't actually the corona but people reported. So you weren't going to see actual data until probably two to three years down the road. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it'd probably be about two to three years? Yeah,
1: I think it'll be about two to three years. But I also think that... Um in West Virginia, like where we live, we could have already had this virus, and nobody has any idea because testing was so limited to only the...
0: The higher popul- populated states. Yes,
1: and we didn't have as many tests as Trump is putting out now. Like, he made sure that maybe by next week we could have, like, millions of tests.
0: So, yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, the thing with it is we look at we look at the state of west virginia now and you know there's not any cases that we still have no confirmed cases i believe there's like 5 or 6 in pending right now still awaiting the results but we don't have any confirmed cases here in west virginia so with that being said you know you look at you look at everything going on around the other the other states you know, West Virginia is going to be trailing behind. So if we have no confirmed cases now and we already have our schools closed and things like that, well, then we'll say we get our first case three weeks down the road from now and then it starts really an outbreak here in West Virginia. Then the next thing you know, we're going to be closed as the rest of the nation's trying to open up. You know, and the good thing is we don't have a whole lot of A whole lot of big factories here in West Virginia. I mean, we have a couple handfuls, I'd say. But no major exporting comes out of West Virginia. Most of the goods are imported into West Virginia. So, you know, but if you look at it, they're probably going to limit their importing to West Virginia because it's like we're just getting hit with the outbreak. But, you know, I look at the people around this state that have were deathly sick back around, like, the November time frame, I think it was. I think it was November. And, you know, I knew people that couldn't get out of bed for, like, two weeks. And it wasn't that they had, like, a stomach flu. It was more of a a cough. And, I mean, some people pretty much just told me that they felt like death. So, you know, after... I think after West Virginia gets its first case and we start running these tests more and more and more, you're gonna notice the decrease after West Virginia really finally gets its, its outbreak started. You know, it's like West Virginia's its own nation right now. We're the only state out of 50 states, there's 49 infected and we're completely surrounded. And you know, we have PA, Virginia, Kentucky. Kentucky, Ohio. Maryland, Ohio. We're just surrounded by it. And, you know, this is a heavy-traveled area. So the fact that they're saying it hasn't reached here yet, I don't believe. No, I don't either. Because, I mean, there's people, you know, we got 79, 77, everything that runs through here, 50. you know. 50. And we have these roadways that are just running right through. And you're going to tell me these people weren't stopping here at gas stations, rest stops, etc. You know. Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart even. Or these tire the mall. hmm You know, everything like that. So you can't tell me that there hasn't been a case here. I'll never believe that. I don't know about you, but...
1: No, I don't believe that there has not been a case. I think that we have already had it. It's just... We didn't get hit with it like California and Maryland and New, New York and Florida, the bigger populated cities right because where we're so much smaller than those those cities. They have millions of people where we have, I, not I, millions, but...
0: I think we have around 1.7, 1.8 million in the state of West Virginia. And
1: they um, have like 3
0: million Yeah, Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, you look at California. I mean, I guess I'm going to go a little political here. And you look at California, don't they get, I think it's like 55 electoral votes due to the fact of how big their population Mm -hmm. is? So, you know, we're a smaller area. And granted, why, you know, we go out here and we complain when there's a packed Walmart, we don't have the same, I guess, the same risk as everybody else of spreading it because we don't have as many people here to spread it.
1: But then again, we also do because we have all those people traveling in through
0: That's true. the yeah
1: states. Like from Florida, people come up here to go to Pennsylvania or people from Ocean City or Maryland come through us to go to Virginia and places like that.
0: Well, that's true. We
1: have all of the out-of-staters, so we have that to put us at risk. But we also, within ourselves, we don't have, with the amount of people and how this virus is airborne we don't have the amount of people like california does to make it spread so much more quickly we just have the people coming from in and out of state
0: but i agree i do agree there but i'm guess i'm going to give my little we'll go with some medical knowledge from nick and i'm not going to claim that i have any because (laughs) the medical knowledge isn't my field and yeah so you know, my basic thing is, and I'm going to say this is more of a word of knowledge from God, don't be a dummy. Exactly. You know, God gives God gives us the wisdom to, I'm going to just come out and say it, don't be stupid. You know, you don't go out here to Walmart and grab yourself a cart and then, you know, lick plop your, your child in it. And,
1: and then, like, lick your fingers right after touching it. You yeah, you know, you know don't
0: go better. back to the deli and grab you or yourself a thing of chicken and you know, fully start giving yourself the full finger lick going on there. You don't do it. You don't start scratching your face without using hand sanitizer. You know, we have our common sense, but then we also have God. You know, God guides us and tells us, look, you know, use the words that I'm giving you. Don't go out here and don't go to this crowd that's a infected people and then start hugging on people. You know, Basically. I com- Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with the laying of hands on the sick. God is going to protect us through that, and I, you know, I guess I'm going to come out and say I completely disagree with the closing of churches. I agree. Due to the fact that you know, God is not going to let God isn't going to let you get sick in His home. You know, He's bringing those people there that are sick to be healed. You know, and now you got the churches. You just got to ask them nicely. You know, that's like the fellow evangelist, Jonathan Shuttlesworth stated, he said, you just got to, who knew that it didn't have to be fire or anything else to close the churches. You just have to ask them nicely. And you know, I look around here and I follow multiple different churches on my Facebook page and so many of them are closing and they're doing the online service. You know, I disagree with the online service because you can't lay the hands you can't put the oils on these people and these people are coming to you to be healed you know and our job as evangelist ministers or being I guess in the being in the ministry is when the sick or you know people need the demons the devil the demonic oppression inside of them cast it out they come to you so we we start canceling church due to that fact and I just, like I said, I disagree with it. And I don't know if this is going to make people mad. I'm sorry. I really have no other words to say other than don't be dumb and trust in God. Because God's not going to forsake you. He's not going to tell you to go to church and then tell you, well, if you get sick, it's on you. No, God God gives us, you know, Purell. We have hand sanitizer for a reason. Go into that church Whenever you get in there, put your hand sanitizer on if you feel the need. Highly recommended by the doctor of Nick and Medical here. But all in all, you know, don't be afraid to lay the hands on the sick. Call on to Jesus to help heal these people. You know, our elderly is at a higher risk than our youth and our middle-aged adults. And you know, a lot of churches are filled with elders. So they're coming to us to ask to be healed. You know, I'm not going to look at somebody right now if they walked up to my car door and said, look, I have coronavirus. Uh, can you pray for me? Can you can you pray for this to be gone? You know, I'm not just going to push this guy away. Oh, sorry, dude, and roll up my window and shut my door and tell him I ain't doing it. No, that's not our job in the ministry. You know, our job in the ministry is to call, call on Jesus to heal the sick, call on Jesus to cast out the devil. That's what our job is, and now we're you know we're stopping the the mass gatherings because the the government and the media is telling us to we're listening to the government and the media telling us to close down our churches because they're scared of the spread of disease i guess basically and you know it's like i posted on my our ministry page earlier today you know hebrews 10:25 tells us chapter 10 verse 25 says not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as a manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching you know he tells us in the bible to not quit the mass gatherings don't let a global virus outbreak stop you from gathering in church and being filled with the word of god and the holy spirit because the only way that we're going to all beat this is through god it's not going to be because... You know, the doctors, of course, are going to play a part. Don't think I'm downgrading doctors in any way. But through God is what's going to make everything easier on people. You know, you got to keep the faith.
1: Amen.
0: But it's going to... We're going to have to call on God. And God will heal the sickness. He will heal the plagues that fill this earth. And, you know, He tells us that in the Bible. So... You know, we're going to have to call on God. We're going to have to keep our faith. You know, I just, I I really don't even really know what to say other than these people in this world that aren't trusting God. They're not putting their faith in God, but they have a faith in the weatherman and the government and the media. You know, our weatherman's wrong nine times out of ten.
1: Yeah, we have winter in the morning, spring in the afternoon fall in the evening and winter
0: again. Yeah, I mean, it's just a repeating cycle. But he never, I mean, if you look, he says it's going to be sunny, you better be expecting rain. If he says it's going to be rain, get ready, because it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing we got. We got these people that are trusting the media telling us what to do. And, you know, we're trusting the government telling us what to do. But we serve a God, and we have a right in this nation As a freedom of religion. You know, so that's the thing. They can't tell us, well, you know, everybody else is closing. You better think it's probably a good thing if you do it too. No. As a Christian, we need to come together during this time. We need to bring the people in that are sick. We need to bring in the people that are, I guess, possessed by the demons. And we need to bring in the lost during this time. And we need to pray for them. We need to put hands on these people. To help them realize that the only way we're going to get through any kind of global virus outbreak is through God. It's not going to be what the media and the government does for us. It's going to be what God does for us.
1: Amen.
0: You know, so hallelujah to that. We have a great God. And I'm sure everybody here listening to this can agree. But I guess I'm going to go ahead and get to part two before I start getting all wound up about our government and everything else because nobody wants to sit and listen to that i promise you know i feel bad for Rhys; she has to listen to it all the time (laughs) and number two on the list a vaccine i guess you could kind of say a vaccine like the flu shot will be discovered soon and this was more something you talked about whenever we were sitting there at dinner um you know you believe that it's not really going to It's not going to be like a vaccine. It's going to be more of like an immune booster. Yeah. Something kind of like you get with a flu shot. Yeah. So.
1: It's not going to be cured. It's going to be an immune, like the flu shot, like I said. And they're already working on the vaccine for it.
0: Well, I heard Israel actually found, I think they found the vaccine.
1: I think they found it, but I don't know if they've tested it yet.
0: I'm not exactly sure. Um,
1: like they think they found it, and I think they're getting ready to do testing. And I know I saw a thing on Facebook today, I which I don't believe really anything on Facebook, but I do I saw where you can um, where the United States is at United States is actually working on a a, uh,
0: cure. a cure. I saw for that, it.
1: and you can be like one of the guinea pigs for lack of a better term.
0: Boy, isn't it a shame that in our world we become a guinea pig? Well, that's sad, you know people are gonna take the money of becoming a guinea pig to be injected with coronavirus. How dumb, Don't be one of those people. Don't be dumb. You know, if you need that money that bad, get a hold of get a hold of our ministry. I'd be happy to make a donation to you. You know, don't don't sit in what I think I think it's only seven thousand dollars. yeah, I think's what it said. to be a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know what the long-lasting effects of this disease are going to be. Yeah. So why does somebody want get, to get injected?
1: Because with a, they get paid
0: for it. Well, uh, you know, I, I, no. I'm not going to get $7,000. $7,000 isn't going to do enough for me to be worth being injected with a virus that you don't know the long-term effects.
1: Well, and they don't actually have a cure for it yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's like I said the old, earlier, the only cure we got right now is God.
1: Amen. God is our cure. Amen.
0: Oh, excuse me. But, you know, and I agree with her 100%. I don't think it's really going to be a vaccine that, you know, you go in whenever you're sick and they put it into you and you get, you're good, you're cleared. You know, it's not going to be like an antibiotic, I guess you could say, but it's going to be more of like a immune booster, and it's going to be, well, you go in here. If you haven't had the corona yet, you get injected with the coronavirus so you can build the immunity up to that. Exactly. Is that kind of what you th- what yeah. you were meaning earlier? Yeah. Well, see, I can agree with that. I think that is exactly what it will be. So I guess we'll just take the time and see really where that goes. Like I said, I mean, what's the chances that it was found in Israel, the cure was found in Israel, yeah. that they believe, you yeah. know, that's that's all God right there. Yeah. That's all God. Hallelujah. Thank you God. But you look and with the with the scare that's going on around the world. I mean, you look and you lo- watch TV, you know, a lot of people here watch TV, I'm sure. You always see the convert commercials, the long-lasting effects of what is it? Mesothelioma. Yes. I mean, I know this is no comparison, but we really don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't know these long-term effects that this virus is going to have on your your lungs and your respiratory system. Yeah. You know, I I hope it doesn't have anything to do with our our rectal region because everybody's out here buying stock and toilet paper. You know, I think the Charmin stock's up higher than it's ever reached before. You know, I'm sorry that I'm really upset with myself, actually, that I didn't invest in the Charmin stock. Whenever the COVID nineteen started this way, but I never really expected our nation to go out and buy all of the toilet paper in fifty different states Yeah. to where you can barely find a roll of toilet paper. You know, so I guess we're just going to see. I could have I could have made myself a millionaire right there, yeah. all by just the fact of invested in Angel Soft and Charmin. Mm-hmm. So that was a mistake on my part, but. I guess it is what it is. So I guess we'll see really what happens with these vaccines that have been found. You know, the one that they believe they found in the United States and the one they believe they found in Israel. But, you know, I remember seeing, I think it was probably a couple weeks ago, I would say about the HIV, where the guy took the HIV medicine. Yeah. There was a guy, there was a news article where the guy took HIV medicine, actually, and it did something with the blood cells. I think it, like...
1: His white blood cell count went up so high that it basically got rid of it because your white blood cell count is what keeps you from getting sick. Like, that helps you get over it. They're so, that's like, part of, like,
0: your immune system, yes, white blood they're, cells.
1: They're what, like, let's say if you get the flu, they're what go and attack it to keep you from, get it, for, from getting it worse.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll see. I mean, you look at that, and that makes sense, you know, but... The big problem we're going to have here with that is what's the price of that medication to take that? Because I'm sure that guy was like, I guess you would say, like you said earlier, a guinea pig. And so he was a test dummy and they were good to give him HIV medicine. But you look at the amount of people that have HIV across this nation that can't afford the medication. You know, there's people I would say that die of AIDS every day, HIV every single day.
1: Well, that and then the people who can't even afford to keep their insulin.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's a different thing, but...
1: Yeah, but it still has the same thing to do, because, like, if you can't afford insulin, don't tell me you're going to be able to afford... that the common person is going to be able to afford their HIV medicine if that's what cu- cures this coronavirus.
0: Well, exactly. And, you know, you look at it... Excuse me. I'm going to be getting a drink. Well, never mind. It's going to flood on me. But anyway... uh you know, the rich people, you got like Magic Johnson, who had a has had, whatever you want to say.
1: Charlie Sheen. Charlie
0: Sheen, and there's multiple others that have AIDS, and they're still alive and well. They're not showing any symptoms. They can avoid the the disease. So, you know, it really makes me wonder, well, if they can afford the HIV medicine and they get corona, they're going to be all right, because it's going to make their white blood cells go higher, but these people that can't afford that, if that's the cure, are they going to lower the price down to make that a curable thing for coronavirus? That'll be great for the people that are infected with HIV, especially, you know, the kids that are born because their parents are they're addicted yeah. and stuff like that. But this also brings up another thought, since you brought this up, the, you know, there's that new pill out, I think it's called PrEP. Yeah,
1: the or HIV something. PrEP.
0: Yeah, you got HIV PrEP. Will that prevent the spread of the virus? Because that's going to be bringing your white blood cells up as well to block out the HIV, isn't it? To block it from even getting it. Yeah. So can you take PrEP and then all of a sudden get the... You'll be safe from getting that coronavirus, COVID-19.
1: I mean, it's possible.
0: I mean, you have a little bit more medical knowledge than me. I don't know about your pharmaceutical knowledge. But, you know, that's something I'm going to have to research, and we'll talk about in another either video or podcast. You know, I'm not really sure exactly what the effects of prep are, but it's something I'm going to see. That's, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I'm going to research that yeah. a little bit because I'm not sure. Give me just one second while i take a drink, please. Excuse me. But we're going to go on to topic three now. You know, and this one is going to get a little bit religious. Um, I have here, God is going to heal the believers before the vaccine even arrives. And, you know, I think a lot of us can agree the people that call on to God to be healed are going to receive that gift from God. They're going to be healed in the name of of God, in the name of Jesus. So... You know, this is a time that we need to build our faith and keep our faith strong. And we know that God will heal us if we call on him. You know, because God isn't going to just keep you from getting sick. You can't just say, well, because I serve God, I'm not going to get sick. It doesn't work that way. But you will, I mean, if you call on to God, if you do start noticing these flu-like symptoms and you say, look, God, you know, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I think I'm getting sick. I need I need healing and you go to a, you know you go to a minister a pastor whatever you want to call it, whoever whoever is in your church and you ask them to pray and lay hands on you i guess this kind of cycles back into what we talked about at first you know they lay hands on you and pray for healing and where two or more stand in agreement it shall be done
1: amen
0: you know i mean that's what they tell us yeah so god is going to start healing these people That call on to him, you know, the believers, everything, everybody that believes and maintains their faith during this time will be, will be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I'm going to go to here to, I believe it's Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, I believe. Oh yeah. And ye shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless thy bread. In thy water, and I will take the sickness away from the midst of thee. So, you know, as long as you are keeping your faith and serving your God, you know, you're not going out there and, well, God really doesn't know the answers, but the media does. I'm going to trust science. Science is going to give me all the correct answers. Science is going to be the one that heals you. No, no, He's not. The one that heals you is going to be God. And, you know, whenever you go to church and you're noticing these flu-like symptoms, don't be afraid to tell somebody. Tell your prayer warriors. Tell your ministers, your evangelist, anybody. Tell anybody that you know that you're in need of prayers. And they're going to, you know, God will take that sickness away from you. Mm-hmm. You just you just got to call on to our God. I mean, what do you think? You think you just, if you call on to God... You know, like, we do a lot. I mean, we call on to God for so many things. Oh,
1: yeah. You know. Well, and like he says in the Bible, ask and believe that you have received it, and it shall be done.
0: Exactly. You know, it tells us, it does tell us that. So, why would that exclude sickness?
1: It yeah. doesn't.
0: Exactly. You know, he gives us the chance to have the, I guess, the upper ground on sickness.
1: hmm
0: And... That upper ground is through him. Amen. It's not through the people. It's not through the media. It's not through the government. The upper ground is from God. So, you know, when you're sitting there tonight, just think of the upper ground that God has given you. Now, he puts you at the top of that mountain. And the top of that mountain is where we need to be. We don't need to be down here stooping to the level of the evil in the world and the demons that are flooding the earth. And, you know, the plagues, the sickness, and everything else that is going. Because that is brought to us by Satan. The devil is trying to to corrupt the world because he wants you. The devil wants your soul. I guess I'm going to say it just as bad as God does. Mm -hmm. The devil wants you to turn against God and not have faith. And he wants you to trust this evil in the world. You know, so when God puts you at the top of this mountain and the government... And the media and everything else is down here with the devil, they gotta stay down there. You know, so you gotta keep your faith and knowing that God is there for you. God's not gonna forsake you, He's not gonna, He's not gonna steer you wrong. And you know, He's not just gonna say, Well, you got sick. Mm, That's unfortunate. Hopefully you make it. I'll see you. I hope you're at church on Sunday. No, it doesn't work that way. God is gonna tell you. God is going to give you the wisdom, and if you do end up sick, he's going to heal you. You just got to call on to him. Don't let the evil of the world keep you from calling on to him just because some Mohammed across the seas over here, you know, sitting 20 feet ahead of us doesn't like it. Don't let him stop you from calling on to God. And I see that so, so much. People are worried about offending others, you know. And I was too in the beginning. You know, that's what I told Riss. And that's what I talked to quite a few people about. I said, well, what if I make somebody else mad? I don't care. It's not my job to care that I make people mad. My job is to go into the darkness to lead the lost to light. Mm -hmm. And I watch, you know, and you get these people, you're sitting here and you start praying and they look at you like, you're dumb. Well, you know, they they believe in God. Uh, It's really unfortunate. Where's he at? What's
1: he done for me?
0: Yeah, where's God at? What's he done for me? He's, you know, I'm not rich. God should make me rich. No! God will prosper you, but you have to do what he commands you into the Bible. Amen. You know, he tells us in the Bible to tithe. If you tithe, you will receive everything back sevenfold. Mm -hmm. So... You know, just because you're not rich in your own mind, what has the government done to make you rich? What has the evil in the world done to make you rich? What has the devil done to make you rich? Mm -hmm. Nothing. So whenever you start noticing anything, put your faith in God and start trusting Him. Start trusting that He can heal you. He can break the yoke of bondage. He can make you—He will prosper you. You will shine in His glory. You will just notice so many changes in your life. But you have to keep yourself on top of that mountain. You know, trust his time and rely on his promises. Wait for his answers. Believe in his miracles because we serve a miracle working God. You know, we need to rejoice in his goodness and relax in his presence. You know, we're living in a world now that's filled with fear. Mm -hmm. This work, especially this nation. Everybody's scared and they don't know where they're going to turn. Well, I'm sorry. I know where I'm turning. And I'm going to be calm. I've been calm this entire time. Both sides of my family has been calm. Mm -hmm. You know, me and Rissa talked about it before. And, you know, back in the early days, Rissa was terrified of the Ebola when it came.
1: I was in high school, and I didn't know God as well as I do now. But, yes, I was terrified.
0: She was going to have an underground shelter build for her.
1: I was. My parents were going to build an underground shelter because I was that freaked out about it. But like I said, now I have, I know God's got me. God's got my family. God's got us. And he's going to take care of us. He's not going to let any harm come our our way.
0: Exactly. You know, you just got to declare that done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that's going to go into the next part now since I'm kind of, I was kind of joking on her there about the, Ebola and that's our topic for number four you know I'm a firm believer that this virus is an over overhyped overreacted virus and it's just as Ebola was you know everybody I, I think most of us can come to agree that Ebola was a government created disease Ebola was something the government put out is I'm gonna say really a tactical scare
1: to keep everybody off the election
0: yeah. You know, and that's what I look at in this. What is being hidden from us Oh yeah. during this year?
1: <laughs> well, it's like uh, somebody posted on uh, Twitter and it was just a joke, but they said, everybody's freaking out about this coronavirus. Do they really think that with the way we're, react- we're reacting to this virus that they're going to tell us whether aliens are real or not if they have proof of it? Because of how everybody I, I saw freaks that. out about exactly.
0: it. Exactly. You know, and this is—I saw this on Facebook the other day. You know, y'all are so freaked out about this coronavirus, but y'all were just about the storm area fifty-one a few months ago.
1: Exactly to see if the aliens were real.
0: Yeah. You know, you're not scared of our U.S. military, but you're scared of a virus. A globe or a, a government-created virus. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a lot more terrified of our military. You know, there was people that were going to (laughs) Naruto-run into the base. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) that just shows the world that we're in today.
1: Well, and what you should be scared most of is the wrath of God.
0: Exactly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a great God, and God's wrath will be fierce on the people that don't call on him during this time and the people that don't believe in him. You know, you're going to see, uh, let me make sure this isn't the, okay, this isn't the next topic, so I can go ahead and speak on it. You know, the people that aren't, there is going to be, you know, and I really hope somebody does a study on this, and if I can find the numbers, and I'm going to try, there is going to be more people that don't believe in God infected with this coronavirus than there is Christians. Amen. I guarantee it. Because Jesus and God got us. So you're going to see more people that trust in the media, trust in the government, and trust in science over God. You're going to see more of those people infected than you are Christians. You know, me and Marissa just got back from Ocean Ocean City. City. You know, I was on my—we were on our way home from Walmart. And as we were on our way home, God told me, you need to go to Ocean City. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, wow— You know, that's right outside of Baltimore. That's a pretty populated area. You sure you want me to go there, God? I don't know if I want to go there. And, you know, he told me, you need to go. And we did, and we had a great time. We did. You know, we we saw sights that we've never seen. And I feel that some of the great things that we did up there, we we did what God told us Mm -hmm. to do. And, you know, we both came back safe.
1: We did. And it's been, what, about five days now and neither one of us has shown any symptoms
0: uh, i don't remember exactly how many days it's been but any anywho. who well it
1: says it takes two to 14 days well we haven't shown any symptoms and it's been at least five days and yeah, we just so y'all stu- know you
0: can hear me sniffing here in the background i had this before i went mm-hmm. i've had this now since like december so don't worry i'm okay i don't got corona i don't got covid19 But anyway, sorry to interrupt you, sweetie. Oh, you're fine.
1: Um, But.
0: You were talking, we were talking about Ocean City and how we went up there and, you know, we listened to God's call. we weren't
1: stupid. We weren't stupid. God told us, use common sense. Wash your hands after you touch anything. And like the media says, practice social distancing. Well, I don't know about y'all, but if you go to the beach in the middle of March, there's not a whole lot of people there, so you don't got to worry about social, social distancing all that much. Exactly.
0: But you know, there you, was. I
1: mean, even if you can't wash your hands, like use hand sanitizer, things like that. The hotel we stayed at had a hand sanitizing station set up, like inside everywhere. the elevator, right beside the elevator buttons, at the checkout counter. I mean, everywhere. They had them literally everywhere.
0: Well, you know, I saw restaurants that had it in there as well. Yeah. You know, everywhere is prepared. You know, so just use the wisdom that god gives you you know we knew when we went up there you know and it's like i told riss i said i know i know god told me that both of our families from both sides close and extended are going to be okay and i firmly believe it and you know the great thing is everything's still looking good for all of us and you know we haven't changed our plans we haven't quarantined ourselves in our home We're out enjoying life. You know, me and Rhys, the past week, we've been out to eat almost every day.
1: Well, yeah, we're enjoying life as much as we can until they start shutting down the shops. Yeah. Which is what they're getting ready to do because, I mean, Walmart's closing. Well, didn't Ohio just do it? Ohio and New Jersey. New Jersey, you're still allowed to order takeout, but you're not allowed to go, like, like you can go get it, but I guess they'll give it to you, like, through, like, a window at the door or, like, a drive-thru or something like that. But... You're not allowed to go into a restaurant and eat or anything like that.
0: That's understandable. I mean, I kind of get that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I'll be... I
1: mean, at least they're being safe about it, but it's also like... It's kind of, in a sense, I guess you could say, overblown.
0: Right. So, you know, it's going kind of back to that topic with the Ebola. You know, that's what we were on here. It was an overreacted thing. We had people that wouldn't travel. Mm
1: -hmm. We had
0: people that... The government and the media... Kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, that it caused a uh, fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only, like she said earlier, the only fear we should have in our life is the wrath of God. Amen. We shouldn't be fearing some virus out here. You know, this is the time that we need to rise up as Christians and,
1: and show how good God is. Yes, how show is. how
0: good our God is to all of us. Uh-huh. You know, and He's willing, you know, if, you know, I'm going to say it, if you're a lost soul listening to this right now, you know, call on him Mm -hmm. just because you've made these mistakes throughout your life.
1: He will forgive you.
0: He will forgive you for your sins. You know, that is what his son died for. He gave his only son on the cross for us. And he died on that cross for our forgiveness, you know, for our our sins Mm -hmm. to be cast into a sea of forgetfulness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, so if you're, like I said, if you're a lost soul, don't think it's too late. Because eventually it will be too late. But now it is not. And I can promise you that. I know that it is not too late. You know, I'm just going to take a moment here to tell you too. If you're listening in, please share the broadcast with your friends, family. Share it on Facebook. Get this out. You know, this is our take, mine and Marissa's take on the coronavirus. And you know, that was fact number four. So let's hop right into the final fact, which is coronavirus is going to sweep this nation with a new fire for god you know and faith well i believe that our faith is going to reach higher than it has in a lot of recent years you know and the lost are going to come forward Mm -hmm. the people and the ones i won't say that are lost but i guess i'm going to say atheist you're going to notice atheists starting to believe Mm -hmm. you know and that's something that i truly think is going to happen You know, I feel that the people that have faith now, their faith is going to be stronger, especially if they fight through this virus in quotation marks and make it through, you know, and then all of these people start coming. You know, we get more people in the churches. We get more people. You're going to notice more revivals. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice more people praying, Mm -hmm. you know, so you think, um... Like I said, faith is going to reach an all-time high. I think it will be an all-time high, especially within my lifetime. Yeah. You know, we're both 22, so our lifetime may not be as long as some of the listeners here. But, you know, I've seen what, like, the war on Christianity right now. Yeah. You know, the the radical terrorist yeah. Muslims are beheading you for being Christian. They're beheading people for spreading the gospel of God. You know, we're losing pastors. We're losing evangelists. We're losing ministers and everything. We're losing people in the ministry because they're spreading the word of God. You know, so don't... I don't, I don't really know where to... What I, I don't know where to go with what I'm saying there. You know, we have this big war on Christianity... And I think, you know, we have a lot of Christians now. Don't get me wrong. You know, our nation is full of Christians. But I think suddenly you're going to see a lot more. I think Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot more. And I think Christianity is going to take another big swoop across this nation. And you're going to see more people on fire for God.
1: Well, and I think what you're trying to say is that you're trying to say that don't be afraid of the war on christianity like still go out there step out and do what you need to do for god and what god's calling you to do don't be afraid just because of all these things going on
0: exactly you know don't let don't let the evil out there like i said earlier don't yeah. let the evil in the world and the devil stop you from doing what god has called you to do exactly you know if you we all have a calling on our life we all have a calling and yet some people don't want to walk in their calling because they're worried about, I guess you'll say, the consequences. Yeah. In today's age, they'll be judged, they'll be disliked. Who cares? Exactly. The only person you're here to satisfy is God.
1: Only God can judge me.
0: Exactly. Amen. You know. So don't let the fear of something happening or you losing friendships or family turning against you stop you. You know, follow that call, and you know, be, attend these events. Mm-hmm. Support your local ministries. Support ministries. Support your evangelists. Support your support churches. Mm-hmm. Support the people putting on the revivals. You know, I have a revival coming up in June. I believe I'm speaking June fourth and June sixth. I believe. Yeah. Uh, June fourth will be at six p.m. at, is it Smithburg? Yeah. Yeah, Smithburg. It's a uh, revival in the park. Or. Unity in the park or something. I can't remember. Unity in
1: Christ. Unity in Christ, but it's it's at the park. Yes.
0: And it's a tent revival. You know, I would love to see as many people come as we can. Let's pack it. Let's pack that place. Come get saved. Mm -hmm. I think God's going to have some great words for a lot of people. Amen. So, you know, and then if you couldn't make it on that Thursday, I believe it is. Yeah. Come in on Saturday. I'll be there at 2. You know, And I'll be happy to pray with you, me and my wife here. Marissa, we'll be happy to pray with each and every one of you. You know, don't be afraid to come up to us and tell us what you need. Or, you know, even if you don't want to tell us, we will pray. Amen. We will stop and pray for you anywhere. And I think that's something you're going to start seeing a whole lot more of. There's going to be more young ministers. There's going to be more young evangelists. The ministry is going to grow. The churches are going to grow. And I feel like that's something that we're going to see whenever I guess we say this virus kinda disappears. I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, what do, what do you feel with that? What do you think's going to happen across this nation? I guess we'll say a faith-based wise. What do you think's going to happen to the lost Christians that find God? Do you think there's going to be a lot of Christians that find God during this time?
1: Oh yeah, I do because it's going to you're going to be going through a hard time and a lot of people are going to have like if they were I guess you could say I guess a previous Christian and like they stopped really practicing going to church, practicing their faith, reading the Bible and stuff like that. You're going to see them call on to God and have him help them. You know, restore
0: their... He's going to restore their faith in a time like this. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, that's the great thing. That uh, that's, that's very true. Faith is going to be restored in this nation. You know, like it says in the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. One nation under, under God. God. You know, today they're trying to remove that out of it, which I completely disagree with. This nation was formed on Christianity. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I think this nation at the end of times is going to end on Christianity. That's what it's coming to right here. That's like I'm saying. I think there's going to be a whole new faith that sweeps across the nation. And there's going to be so many lost people. You know, the people that struggle with the addiction. The people that struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people in jails. Mm-hmm. The people in prisons. You know, there's going to be those people that are seeking God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after this time comes... This will be the time that you see it done.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So let's all just come together. Let's not let this virus stop our faith in God. Instead, let it gain our faith. Let's let it build our faith in God and, you know, use common sense. Yes. was something we went over. Don't be a dummy. Exactly.
1: Trust <laughs> God's
0: wisdom that he gives you. Yeah. Support your ministries. Yes. Go to church, lay hands on the sick. Yeah. You know, and get ready to see where the next... I want. I can't wait to see what the next couple weeks brings. Me too. During this. But, I mean, I guess that's really all we have for tonight for this podcast. This was Evangelist Nicholas Hoffman and Marissa. But this was Evangelist Nicholas Hoffman and Marissa Hoffman. And, you know, as I stated, I said they were facts, but I'm going to go ahead and correct myself here. These are our five predictions. But, like I said, I guess we'll really see where it goes. So, thank you for tuning into our podcast today. Yes, thank you. This was, like I said, Evangelist Nicholas Hoffman and Marissa Hoffman. And we will talk to you again soon. May God bless each and every one of you. And thank you for listening.